Okay, hey y'all, how is everyone? I am pumped. We are fully into season two with this fun episode ahead, and I just honestly don't know how to intro this without spoiling anything, so let's just go ahead and jump into today's episode. <laughs> oh man. Hi, bud. Hey, sweetie. How are you? Yeah, good. Congrats on season two. I know. I'm excited. Thank you. It's been so much fun already. I've recorded some episodes, pre-recorded, you could say, and they're really cool and really exciting. It makes me really pumped for this season. And also, I mean, you know how much I've been planning for this season, like over planning, you could say. Yeah, it's really fun to watch you. And you had this in your professional life when you were working and you have it in this too. And it's really fun to watch your dedication and planning and really just very intentional you're that way as mom and wife too which is great oh that's a good compliment (laughs) thank you absolutely well so today's been a good day what did we do today today's been an awesome day so the open championship is on right now which is one of my favorite golf tournaments of all time and it's played uh, in the uk and so well actually it's played in scotland this year and so the tee times are really really early for us here in seattle because normally eastern time it would be early morning here it's like early, early morning. Like are so, we missing it when we're already like getting up at normal time? Yeah, like 4 a.m. Oh, wow. it's like teeing off. And so we're, it was, it was really fun this morning. We had pancakes and I watched that. And then you took the girls to the gym. I took a nap, like an old, <laughs> old man. Mid-morning nap. Mid-morning nap. And then when I went and hit golf balls, which I had a crazy selfish day. And then we took the girls out for a little shopping and dinner. And then actually tonight, the really big headline of the day is Ellie and Kate are currently trying to wind down sharing a room so our big hope is that the girls share a room ahead of baby number three getting here right yes so in this house that we're in very amazingly it's a five bedroom house one of the bedrooms is completely taken up by a large guest bedroom but then also it doubles as your office when you work from home And then on the main floor, we have this extra bedroom that we're using as a playroom, which is awesome because especially for me, I can just close that door. It doesn't always have to be clean. And then upstairs is our bedroom. And then it was Ellie and Kate's bedroom. So we had this nursery room and then we had Ellie's room. And so we decided it makes sense not to separate one of us and have to go, I don't know, all the way to the basement or to the playroom. So we knew at a certain point it would make sense for Ellie and Kate probably to share a room. It's a little hard because it feels like Kate's a little young to be, I don't know, moving out of a crib. And so we've made the decision that we are going to keep her in a crib. And it'll be weird to think we might have two cribs, depending on how that works out. And so for tonight, we just kind of dubbed it as, Ellie, you get to have a sleepover with your sister. And she's stoked about it. It's really sweet to see how... She's excited about that idea of a sleepover. I think for her, it feels like a big kid thing to do, maybe. Even though Kate literally, there was no pillow talk. She went straight to sleep. Ellie currently is kind of winding around in in the room, which is pretty funny. Had a lot of questions. You had to go up a couple times and it's going to be fine and we'll see and we'll be checking on the monitor how it goes. Yeah, I'm really interested. So I just got this thing called a whoop and it tells you supposed to tell you all the physical things about yourself during the day and while you're sleeping i'm still not fully believing in all the (laughs) readings yet but i'm really curious if tonight's going to be a terrible night's sleep and what the rating's going to be yeah uh if it's a wild night i I wanted to say from just a punny perspective like you don't get what the big whoop is about you know but 
we'll leave that to the mar- <laughs> yeah. other marketing geniuses. But as for right now, it looks like Ellie is winding down. Kate's asleep. So we'll see. We'll, we'll let you know. So that is our big day, our big sweet Saturday. But this is a pretty fun episode. I'm pretty excited. I told you I wanted to record this episode a while ago, and I wanted to kind of be very intentional about the timing of it. I thought it'd be a fun way to kick off season two because it is such a big part of what this season will entail. And in a big part, um, last season was about moving. And so what's funny is the very first episode that we did together was about, hey, we're moving. And so that kind of created this theme for the year. And so what's cool is we get to start off this season again with you by my side was my favorite co-host. Sorry to any other people that I've had on, but Christopher's my favorite. And so to have you on to get to talk about this baby, that's going to be the theme of our year is pretty exciting. I know. I can't wait. And you're in the point of pregnancy where pregnancy for you, you kill it during it, right? Like you don't get bad morning sickness, which is awesome. You've stayed really active. Mm -hmm. Which I will say, just as to preface, nothing I did to keep me from the morning sickness. That is no one's fault. I will say I do actively try to stay active. And I do hit a wall and I don't know when that wall is coming. And right now it's kind of funny what my active is because it's very much a, um, what do you call it when you adjust? Modified. Oh yeah. It's very much like a modified version of exercise, but I'm moving and I'm definitely loving, (laughs) I hate to say it like, sorry girls, but loving the break of just like going and doing a workout class. And sometimes I like take my sweet time going to pick up the girls. So it's been a funny thing in this season of this summer and what I feel like summer has held in our lives for me and you. We think of summer, we think of like grilling and fun margaritas and all the things. And this summer's been um, about me, you know, taking it slow and Ellie having this break from school, being on summer break. It's been a completely different summer in my mind. And also we're in Seattle, which no offense to Seattle, it's only felt like summer like two or three days out of this whole quote unquote summer. It's very much a cold climate up here, at least in my book. And even on the warm days, I kind of giggle at people like in their bathing suits where I'm still like, are you kidding me? Like, like I need to pull over still people. <laughs> it really have a chill breeze coming off of the sound, but okay. And I feel like a lot of my friends have heard me lament about the weather, but um, you know, it is something that binds you to a city. And so it's something I tend to look forward to talk about or lament about. So enough small talk. We have a pretty fun agenda ahead for today. So anybody that listened to last season's episode where we talked about, hey, we have this sweet thing. It's this baby. We're so excited. I'm pregnant. We talked about this story about that we call this baby, baby plant. It's very silly, but it's how Ellie in her three and four-year-old mind kind of worked through what it means to be pregnant, that there's this plant growing inside of you. And I didn't want it to stick. I actually really pushed hard on Ellie not praying for baby plant by the name baby plant. Like we could pray for baby or when we found out the gender, you know, the gender, but it just really stuck. I actually, we are throwing around names now that we do know the gender and we will reveal the gender very soon, which I'm pumped about. Even though we're throwing around names, I still, I mean, even today I was saying, well, when plants here, it's just, it's the placeholder. And I wonder, I'm very interested how long it's going to stick past the birth. Don't you wonder that? Yeah, and we have a name, we think. We have not mm-hmm. really broadly announced it yet, but we have a name that we are 99.9% sure we're going to pick. Mm-hmm. And so we've told Ellie about that name, and 
there's like a name and then a nickname that are kind of correlated with it. And so we always call Plant now one of those names. And Ellie always corrects us and says like the proper name, the nickname, and then Plant. Yes, it's like a triple it's like name. A, it's a triple name. <laughs> and so... Ellie is just now hyper stuck on that too. So it's either plant or this extremely long triple name. Yes, yes. It feels like when someone in the old days like was like, you know, Elizabeth of Cambridge, where London, where father of blah, blah, blah. It's like Ellie just keeps adding on these words. So again, we'll see Ellie is very involved in this pregnancy in a sense that she's our doula. Feels (laughs) like it. She every day asks me how I'm feeling, asks me how I slept, how plant slept. It's a very sweet time. A four-year-old's mind is something special. And then Kate could have no idea about it. I think she thinks she's pregnant because she'll lift up her shirt, slap her belly, say baby. But that's enough. That's real sweet. And I'm very interested because Kate has had some interactions with little babies. It's very cute to see her with littles. And so I'm very interested to see her with baby plants. So we're excited for this third baby coming into our life. And yeah, before we dive into the gender, I... I wanted to quickly do a big question, but you said that you brought the big question today, so I'd love to hear it. Okay. Well, three, two, one. I always do one, two, three. It's fine. Three, two, one's fine. I guess it's the same amount of counts. Go ahead. Okay. Well, as honorable (laughs) co-host. Yeah. Okay. So the big question of today is, and it's something we're kind of thinking about at dinner inadvertently, but will you think that our kids are old and by proxy us being very old (laughs) when Ellie is a certain age or when the youngest is a certain age. What you're basically kind of pulling at, for us, we talk a lot about, won't it be interesting when we go on vacation and we don't bring diapers or a car seat or a booster or a stroller or whatever. I feel like even the fact that I'm quickly going to that, for me, feels like when our youngest kid is out of these young years, the toddler years, the young kid years, maybe I go so far to say that when all of our kids are in school, like no one's in preschool, that will feel like, oh, we have older kids, or again, by proxy, we are older. (laughs) So I definitely think I gauge it on the lower end. What do you do? Yeah, that's super interesting. I I would would have said lower end, and I, I might still, but then if you think about that, right, baby three will be, if it's like kindergarten, that'd be, I mean, they're five. Yeah. That means that Ellie will be almost 10. Like wow. 10, which yeah. is crazy to think about. We just hung out with um, a family that had a 10-year-old the other day. And, and she seemed like one of like the adults with us. I was getting ready to ask for her number because I'm like, can you babysit? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so then... That's what kind of blows my mind with that is with the age gap, even though it's not crazy big. I mean, Ellie will be almost 10 years old when we're kind of approaching that. Yeah. So you're thinking the older end. Yeah. I've always thought younger because Mm -hmm. of like freedom, for Mm -hmm. example. But I think it's going to sneak up for us when we finally feel like the third baby is old enough to be kind of self-sufficient that Ellie's actually going to become an old kid. And I also think that with each subsequent kid, each age seems both older and younger meaning that we treat Kate like, Kate, come on, you can do that. When she's like 18 months old, when Ellie was 18 months old, we were treating her like a true baby. We were scared to death. We, You and I talk about the slide. When Ellie was 18 months, I was chasing that girl around a playground. She was never out of my sight. She was never climbing up a slide without my hand on her the whole time. It was a very controlled situation. Again, I only had one kid. There's something to be said about that. But with Kate, I'm like, 
let's just see if she can climb up the slide. So I can't even imagine when plant, I'm like, is plant in the proximity? I feel like it's it's just like you kind of relinquish control. So you give more, the scope gets bigger for the age of what they can do. And I also think they have an older sibling to look at. And so they have this different sense of, you know, abilities. And so um, one thing we haven't decided is, if is this going to be the last baby we quote unquote try for? And I'm, interested because if this is the last baby we do then this baby will be my baby in the cliche sense of how people talk about like oh my baby like I have my baby brother and he's always the baby of the family no matter how old he's going to be and so it's just really interesting when you think about birth order you think about family groupings dynamics do you want to quickly talk about just like your sweet dream that you always have had about the when we finally decide that this is the cutoff point in our family that you've talked about do you want me to just tell the story? Yeah. <laughs> Your blank stare is so inviting. So <laughs> you told me, and I think this was when we had Ellie, that you have had this dream about how sweet it will be when we know we're finally done having kids. And whatever point in that time frame, I'm not sure. But what I love is how you talked about, because you're very big about like home security, keeping our home safe, keeping your crew safe. And you're always the last person to check the doors and that type of thing and put all the baby gates up. But little side note, Christopher's tip is to put all the baby gates up on the stairs so the burglars tripping over multiple baby gates. And I mean, honestly, they're adult proof to be fair. But you've talked about how sweet it will be when we get into bed. Let's say the baby of the family, whoever that is, is sleeping through the night and we get to go, everybody's here. Our whole crew is in this house. And I've loved that. It's such a romantic thought of this is what our family looks like. And we get to grow up together and we make these memories. And there's no one that's going to miss out because they just aren't born yet or they're not a part of our family yet. I just have always thought that was the sweetest idea. So yeah. you obviously know what I'm talking about now. Yeah, I, I do. Can oh, see yeah, it on your face. I do. And I was, because I daydream a lot about, I can't wait for all of our kids to come home for like a Thanksgiving. And yes. so it's like, that's a long ways out though, but okay, I can get there. Yeah. But yeah, I can't wait to know our team, our crew. Yeah. This is the Duffy's squad yes. and i'm excited for that yes. and it's like the feeling you get when you're in a car on a car trip at least i get this way i get this way too i know exactly you, you what you're gonna car say perfectly it's yeah. like we have all of our stuff in there and it's like this hyper sense of security where it's like okay i know that i can get somewhere and my crew's here mm-hmm. and so i'm excited to do that with everyone that we think is going to be in our family yeah it's going to be sweet to be like okay this is where we live this is who we are this is our personality as a family because so many things play into that like how the girls choose what sports they do will be a soccer family a tennis family a dance family a whatever crocs family crocs family if it's up to kate kate would put us into the crocs family category that girl screams for crocs when we head out the door i mean i have the cutest shoes for her she has these new tevas that i think are adorable on her and she just wants those dang crocs and you made me like promise that i would not get crocs for us which is fine i know you do have a pair of crocs that i think are my dad's old crocs that you sometimes wear but i will never wear them out of the house i promise <laughs> <laughs> okay but enough croc talk the point of today is talking about sweet baby plant so before we revealed the big reveal i wanted to say that i'm excited about this baby and we definitely had ideas about the gender of this baby but we were very cliche in the sense that we just were like oh my gosh like lord we just asked for a healthy baby we asked for this pregnancy to be as easy as possible on my body we're just thankful for this gift and so Before even finding out the gender, we just had this spirit of gratefulness for this 
extension of our family. And going down the list, when we had Ellie's quote-unquote gender reveal, it was really, it was a big deal. It was a party at my parents' house around Christmas. It was a huge deal. Friends came over and you hit a golf ball, which was just so fitting for our family. And it was pink and it was a girl and we were so excited. And then for Kate, it was very fun because one of my best friends, Hannah, made a birthday cake for Ellie that was very much like a girly cake. And it was, you know, frozen theme, but it had all these fresh flowers sticking out of it. It was multi-tiered. She's just one of those people that does things excellently. And we got to cut into it as our gender reveal cake. She was the one to know and it was pink. So it was pink for Kate. So we had our second girl. So on the count of three, do you want to reveal what we're having? Yeah. One, two, three. It's It's a a girl. girl. (laughs) I'm over the moon, excited and shocked to say that we're having our third girl this fall. Whoa. What do you think? Uh, Like we know one recipe, it sounds like. I guess. And it's girl. (laughs) So super excited. Crazy excited. Yeah. And I was nervous on the third because if it was a boy... We now know girls pretty mm-hmm. well. I'm well resigned to the fact that I'm queen daddy. When I come home, we've got <laughs> pink stuff. Like mm-hmm. our Yeti's pink. Like everything yeah. in our life is girly and that's awesome. And I'm just super used to it and I like being dad of the house. Yeah. And so I am just over the moon that it's another little girl. Yeah. And I cannot wait to meet her now. Yeah, I completely agree. I very much, to be honest, thought it was a boy. I just felt like I had this large group of people in my life that were either having boys currently like my best friend Kaylin she's having a boy and then sister-in-law Lily's having a boy and then being in Seattle I feel like I was meeting a lot of people and it just felt like over and over I was meeting these two girl one boy families and it just felt like the Lord was making that clear to me that this is what I was going to have And so I started going down that path. And to just be quite honest, I was looking forward to the idea that, you know, I feel like as this like age old thing, like going back to like the Renaissance era of like giving your husband a boy is like a thing. And I very much, I would say wanted it. But I just like you said, Christopher, feared it a little bit of I don't know what to do with a boy. I know girls. And what's cool is I cannot just say like, I know the girly girl. Like I can already tell Kate is completely her own personality and it will be fun to see how Plant will be her own personality. But there is something really sweet about these three little chickens that I get to call mine. And I know that night we laid in bed and I turned to you and I said, I just can't wait for them to be like teenagers together because I almost look forward to the time of life where everyone's like, oh, get ready. Because I'm excited about it. It's going to be fine. Number one, I did not grow up with sisters. So I don't have this looming doom feeling of like, oh, the sisters are going to fight and it's going to be this real thing. A, it doesn't have to be that way. And B, I just, I'm going to be blindsided anyway. So I don't really know. Secondly, I just think there's something really sweet that I didn't get to have. And I did have like in Kaylin and other friends that kind of walked through high school with me of this sisterly, like we talk through like the embarrassing things that you go through in high school and boys and clothes and all the things that you go through. But I just thought how sweet it would be that these girls will have this tribe and these sweet women to lean on in that time. And I mean, 
I hate to say it, but it's like, I think about like, what will periods be like? Will they all have the same cycle? Like, will they all be emotional at the same time? Like you and I just recently had a conversation about like, what's that going to be like? Brand new territory for you. Like you did not grow up with sisters. So not, not that I did, but I guess I am a woman. So I grew up with myself, but I just can't say it any other way that I now just can't picture my life any differently. It's like the Lord has solidified in my heart of like, this is what it was always going to be. And I'm so thankful to get to be like, whoa, I'm going to be a mom of three. A, already a blessing, not promised, so cool. Secondly, it's going to be three girls and that's pretty fun. And I don't even know what to do with it. Like, is there anything that you can look forward to about this? Uh, yeah, I, I, there's a million and one things to look forward to, especially as a dad, because I think girls take care of dads way better than boys, speaking from a boy's perspective. <laughs> and so I can't wait to be dad to them. I also can't wait to meet their husbands. I am really not looking forward to meeting all the boyfriends that yeah. they're going to have and just those little twerps are going to come around. But yeah. I can't wait to meet and have sons through son laws. It's going to be great. I mean, your dad's done an absolutely first class job of treating me like a son and embracing me. And I hope I can do the same for my future boys that direction too. Yeah, there's so many things I'm looking forward to. I I really, they're so sweet. They're so tender. Mm -hmm. I agree the teenage years, we'll we'll figure that out. Mm -hmm. I've heard that's scary, but Mm -hmm. I mean like as a boy in my teenage years, that was that was scary too. Like it yeah. had to have been, right? Yeah. Because we were twerps as well. So I, I can't wait. I'm super excited. And it's yeah. such a blessing. And now the way you just said it, where you could imagine any other way, I couldn't imagine any other way either. Yeah. And I'm very interested in your thoughts on this because as we have told people organically in our life, and by the way, you just start telling people, like you're telling people at work, I'm telling people at tennis, like people who don't really know us, but honestly, people that do know us, There's this common thread, and I'm not sure it's for three boys. Probably is now that I'm thinking about it. But when it's three girls, when you say I'm having my third girl, it is such a visceral reaction. People are, it's not just, oh, I'm so excited for you. That's so great. Wow, so exciting. It is like, whoa. Almost like you think they're about to ask, are you okay? And I struggle with it. The first couple times, I very much, because I have such a people pleaser side to me, I like was basically lying. Like, oh yeah, I know. Like buckle up. Even though I don't feel that way at all, at all. But I wanted to give them what they clearly were inching towards of like, I cannot believe you are having three girls. Truly, probably thinking about the teenage years. But then I have gotten, is it I almost want to say brackish, but is is it brackish? Brackish is like water that's between salt water and fresh water. It's probably not that. I would say uh, bullish. Bullish, yes. I've gotten more bullish in the sense that I don't give people what they want. I very much am like, yeah, three girls. Isn't that the best? Like, I want them to be on their heels going, shoot, oh yeah, like for sure, it's the best. When, by the way, a lot of people with a lot of opinions don't have three girls. And so... It's also been really cool. You know, the idea of like when you buy a car, then you start seeing your car everywhere in town. Very much like I was saying, I was seeing two girl, one boy families. All of a sudden, I am just getting my eyes open to all these sweet families where there are three girls chucking along in the mall or three girls that I realized like, oh, that friend of mine, she had two sisters. And there's just so much cool about that. Like there is such a sorority feel of like, we're in this together. We have our traditions. We do life similarly. We're all different personalities, but we come together in a whole in a way that I can say, speaking from 
my standpoint of having three brothers, there is such a friendship there. My brothers are some of my favorite people in this entire world and they're so handsome and so cool and so funny and so awesome and so smart. But I'm very interested what it would be like because I have some of the best friends in the whole world. My girls that are my people that love me and see me through and have been through some of the hardest times. I just can't imagine what that would be like if they were my blood. I already feel like I've hit the jackpot with my sister-in-laws, which is like an inch toward that. But at the end of the day, there's nothing like sisters. And I'm pumped about that. So very much so not into giving people what they want when they try to push me towards, isn't that crazy? You have three girls. Has anybody done that to you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I came from all boy households, so kind of the inverse of this. And I think the weirdest part to me was adjusting to being soft for mm. like a female perspective, for example, for you. Mm-hmm. I was used to just a bunch of dudes running around the house and my mom like totally embraced it embraced it yeah and i think that there was a lot of sweet around her embracing that i also want to make sure though with our girls that i'm giving them kind of like that i'm not just one of the girls either you know what i mean and i know it sounds silly well, no, to say, you're but, teaching them strength but i want to teach them kind of like hey there's a whole other perspective here that's a male perspective in this instance it's also your dad's like but these are some things to be cognizant of because really they're going to be getting a ton of influence and kind of you know mom and sisters throughout so there's a huge responsibility there as well for myself too because there's not a brother who's doing that like your brothers did Mm -hmm. too right Mm -hmm. so definitely puts me on guard beyond just the other little boys running around trying to date my daughters in the future seriously oh my goodness gracious and i'm glad you brought that up because i have been and continue to be so shaped by my brothers they were the reason i feel like i made good choices in high school they are people that i have tough conversations with spiritually, relationship-wise, about marriage. I'm lucky enough to have these deep foundational relationships with my brothers. And my dad, I feel like, had it easier because he knew me, Anna, had these three boys, specifically my two older brothers, who were playing good cop, bad cop. Adam was very much the good cop. Jake was very much the bad cop. And I respected them both individually. And Adam was the person that he would take me out on these dates and he would treat me like a princess and an extension of dad. Jake was the one that was saying the hard truths that To this day, him and I still butt heads because we are very forward with each other, but we are able to somehow operate back into the fun relationship that we always have as well. And so there's a closeness there that these sisters, these sweet girls that are ours, will not have this boy perspective, just like you said. And I also think it's really just such a charge on your shoulders that they are going to right or wrong and voluntary or involuntarily are going to be making judgments and expectations for future husbands, relationships, friendships, whatever, based upon you, based upon me, based upon our marriage, based upon their sisters. And so family dynamics are such an important intentional thing that you have to pay attention to. And if you don't, I worry that it would just slip away and all of a sudden you realize like, oh shoot, we are being hypocritical saying this is what's important, but you and I are lazy in this sense or whatever. So I already see that, that you and I are trying to set up good habits right now that would create a longstanding history for our girls that they can be like, this is what mom and dad do. You've said it before. I think it's a great way to say it of like, no matter if we literally try and are so intentional and we are so cognizant about everything we do, 
our girls are still going to be married one day and be like, oh gosh, I hate it when my parents did this. And they'll do a different version of us. We can all only hope that it's gonna be generational blessings that they continue to refine, but it's actually a sweet refining process. And it's not like, I just wanna get the H-E-L-L away from my parents' relationship. So as long as we're not doing that, but it's just really interesting when you think about girls, you think about, you know, a lot of people say to you like, get that checkbook ready for that wedding. And it's also funny because you and I are like, okay, like the whole idea of marrying your child off, you and I are very like, we love, you know, the Heflins. They're having this little boy that's gonna be born a couple weeks before planned. Wouldn't that be nice if that was just an arranged marriage situation? It's just so funny because all of those dynamics come into your family. Yeah, we're already accepting dowries for our kids. Yeah, we are looking though for friends with boys the same age because that'd be nice to go ahead and get that planned out now. Maybe go halvesies with the dad on a wedding. So. Well, and I also, that's a part of a nightly prayer specifically for Ellie. I feel like we should probably start it with Kate. But I've already started with Kate. You have. Mm-hmm. So, and you do a lot of putting Kate to bed, so that's good. Um, but for Ellie specifically, we have prayed about her future husband, that he's being loved on by his mom right now. And Okay, so I had one last question I wanted to ask you, and I was thinking about this. You and I, we talked about this, I believe we even talked about this at dinner, and kind of in the thread of what you were talking about with your big question of just having all these kids, and you and I, I'm sitting here 31 and you're however old you are 49 (laughs) and we had talked 33 for the record yeah it is 33 the jesus year and so i have thought about this because we technically have had kids close we really have i mean kate and plant will be would it be 22 months apart almost 23 months no almost 21 months yeah 22 Yeah, let's call it 22 months, which the first thing I go to financially speaking is if we flew in that time period, we'd have two lap children. So you wouldn't have to pay for those tickets. Kind of a cool thing. But who really wants to fly with two lap kids? Unless maybe Ellie is having one of the babies on her lap. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I feel like we are young in a sense to be having our third child. Now, there was one story that I thought about when I think about the age gap between children. That is something that was really hard that I worked through really close after we miscarried with our sweet angel baby after Ellie. So we were at an event and there was a family that had two girls and I very much watched those sweet girls play. And it's funny to think in hindsight now that we have these two little girls that dance around But I was watching these two girls and I thought it was just the cutest thing. And the mom inched up next to me and saw me admiring her sweet girls and said, do you think you're going to have another? I was at that point, uh, not to get too graphic, but still bleeding from uh, the recent miscarriage. And it was hard, again, to go back to that thread of people pleasing is I just said, oh yeah, I think we will. And she turned to me, she had like so much conviction and she was like, you need to get pregnant right now. Like it is so important to have your kids close. And it was very forward and to give this person grace, she didn't know that I had just miscarried. That was not on her mind. To be honest, I thought she did. And so it felt very strange and like off-putting. She was just so intentional about how important it was to have your kids close. And the first thing I thought, even past myself, was that my mom very intentionally had kids three to four years apart. That was a decision that she made that worked out for the best because obviously it gave my family the order and the sweetness that it is. But soon after thinking like, well, no, lady, like there's other ways to do it. 
Then I quickly jumped back to myself and wanted to truly deck her and be like, you don't understand how much pain I'm going through right now where I'm grieving this baby that I'm supposed to be still carrying. So it was interesting for me to sit here and think about this episode that we wanted to talk through kind of how close our kids were and that Kate and Plant are going to feel so close. But it's something that I just went back to so quickly. There was not by my choice a gap there and ultimately the Lord saw it through and and we have our Kate, you know, there's, there's nothing I can say except the sweetness that the Lord brought through Kate. But at the end of the day, it reminds me how sensitive of a topic that this can be with people. And it was so sensitive for me at this time. Whereas right now, if someone were to ask me, it would not be as sensitive. And so you just don't know where that person's coming from. I will say there is a hundred good ways to do it and people's families look a lot different. And I'm just glad that this is our story. And I can say that with even including the sadness of losing a baby through miscarriage, I'm just so thankful that I'm sitting here pregnant. And gosh, I'm so happy to be in the third trimester, but I'm so, so happy. I'm so ready to be done being pregnant in the sense that I really do want to meet her. But then also just it's exhausting being Uh, pregnant. I'm ready to have a glass of wine with you too. Oh gosh, me too. Big time. You know, it is so important to be grateful for the fact that we have this pregnancy, that this is our fourth pregnancy and hopefully third baby coming to full term. And I'm really thankful for that, and it is it is a really touchy subject, and it's one that I know even watching you go through it as a guy who is like a bull in a china shop with a lot of issues, this was something where I was like, oh wow, I need to really be cognizant of this, and taught me a lot about kind of being empathetic for where people are at and whatever their situation is. Because we had a lot of people that were tremendously kind and gracious to us, despite even some that maybe didn't understand the scenario or weren't being that way. But yeah, I mean, it is graciousness and then kind of putting yourself in other people's perspective is super duper important. So, hey, listen, I am so excited that you started season two mm-hmm. and then we can start season two with what we think is great news. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to watch the season progress because mm-hmm. at the end of the season, we'll have three girls. Oh my gosh. Well, very quickly into the season, we'll have three girls. I definitely am going to have a maternity leave, which is wild to say, but also just I'm pumped to get to document this process and my thoughts right now. And, you know, we are looking forward to, we'll talk about it on a future episode, some of the names we've talked about. But as for right now, just praise the Lord, Plant is a baby girl. Plant's a girl. okay what'd y'all think so did you make a guess before we finally said it in the episode and if so were you right i just have to say it was so funny to post on instagram to see what y'all thought and right now when i look at it we're looking at about a 55 percent lead for a boy so it'll be funny to see how it progresses but yes whoa, we are having another girl. And I don't think I actually said this in the meat of the episode about how we found out it was a girl. So by the way, we are those people that totally can't wait. And I don't mean like, we're not those people that have the self-discipline to literally wait till the birth to see if they're having a boy or the girl. I've just always said there's a special place in heaven for those parents. But we are about as opposite as you can get from that in the sense that as soon as we find out we're pregnant, we absolutely cannot even progress any other thoughts in our mind until we find out about the gender. So what we've done for each of our babies, and we actually just missed it with our angel babe, 
We've always done a blood test to find out the gender and boy was this time clunky. What happened was I went to go get my blood drawn and it was supposed to come back right before I went on vacation in April of this year. And I was looking so forward to it, but my pregnancy brain must have got the best of me because the fertility clinic that did the blood draw apparently told me to take this packet home and register my sample's ID number or something like that. Basically, so when the test results come back, they are able to connect it to an email to email me. And I had worked it out with my girl, Hannah, to have her receive the email so that she could, albeit from afar, coordinate the gender reveal. And she had planned to work out some sort of surprise with my friend, Rachel, who we vacation with. They were just gonna do something fun while we were on vacation. So the first week of vacation came and went and we were getting to the end of the second week of vacation. And I was so frustrated that Hannah hadn't received the email yet. So I finally called the clinic and they were like, oh my goodness, yes, we sent that like two weeks ago. But if you didn't register your sample, then the email didn't have a place to go. And then the lady said, so do you want me to just tell you right now what you're having? And I freaked out and I handed my phone to Rachel. And so the lady was able to tell her and then she worked it out with Hannah with all the details. But I will tell y'all, it was so funny because Rachel basically left immediately after receiving the news. She went and got a box with balloons to open and it was so hard to even look at her when she returned because I was worried that I would see the gender like painted across her forehead or something like that. But it was so much fun. We did a little unboxing of the pink balloons and Rachel's husband, Andrew, made a super fun video unbeknownst to me so that we can forever have all the different clips and pictures and all the sweetness around finding out that we're having our third girl this fall. So with that being said, goodness gracious, thank you so, so much for all the sweet messages about just the fact that we're having a baby plant. <laughs> and then I look forward to hearing y'all's feedback about finding out that it's a girl. So please head on over to the Instagram and send me all the pink hearts because we are buckling up and preparing for a sweet bundle of baby girl that's set to come in just about, gosh, like two months. Oh, okay. Love y'all. Thanks for listening to today. Bye.